The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to them, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for your abundant grace and mercy, showered abundantly from heaven here to earth that we see in grain, in fruit, in fresh air, water, and your forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Help us have faith in your grace and mercy and to exercise our faith through generosity and stewardship. In your name we pray, amen. If this is your first time worshiping with us, it's been our practice during the summer that I give a brief synopsis of the sermon in Spanish, and then I give the sermon in English. La parábola que Dios enseñó el día de hoy es de un hombre rico que tiene demasiado comida, grano, y él se construyó el método para guardar todo. ¿Y el por qué? Es porque el hombre no quiso que el precio del grano se bajó. Él fue una persona cautivado en el amor del dinero. Jesús dice que esa misma noche él va a morir y no puede tener nada en el cielo con su dinero. Es interesante que estos días en la economía de los Estados Unidos y el mundo hay una amenaza de la inflación del dólar, que el precio de todo está subiendo, ¿verdad? Gasolina y todo. ¿Qué está haciendo el gobierno? El gobierno está subiendo interés para bajar los precios. El pensamiento de ellos, si es más difícil obtener un préstamo, la gente va a comprar menos. El gobierno quiere que la gente guarda su dinero, 
esto está bien si uno tiene dinero, pero si uno no tiene dinero, no se, no se trabaja bien. ¿Qué dice Jesús? Jesús dice que más vale más en compartir. Compartir lo que tenemos. El que tenemos demasiado da a el que no tiene. Y en esa manera, en esa manera se tranquila la economía. La historia del hombre con el grano se puede ver como dinero. La tentación de guardar todo. Pero no, Jesús dice, mejor compartirlo. Esto se llama la mayordomía. Quiero que ustedes sepan que Sherry y yo, mi esposa, comparten 10% de mis ingresos de la iglesia efectivo. Porque nosotros queremos mostrar nuestra fe. Hace dos semanas, un niño en la escuela dominical, dominical me preguntó, Pastor, ¿Qué hace Dios con el dinero que nosotros tenemos en la ofrenda? Yo estaba honesta. La iglesia paga los biles, paga mi salario y los otros empleados, y un porción nos da. Y yo quiero decir que es mi visión que como iglesia nosotros compartimos también un décimo. Así, esto es una manera para vivir nuestra fe, en la mayordomía. Quiero decir también que está bien guardar, está bien guardar, tener una cuenta de ahorros. Unos dicen que un cristiano debe guardar y dar la misma cantidad, guardar 10% y dar 10%. Porque no queremos que la gente no tiene la manera para vivir bien pero es un balance de guardar y dar. Amén. Jesus is asked to get involved in a dispute regarding an inheritance. He says to not be greedy, and then tells a parable about a rich man who harvests a bumper crop of grain. The man builds larger storage facilities, which raises the question, Why didn't he just sell the grain? The reason probably was that it would have made the price drop. The rich man doesn't want to see the price of his grain diminish, so he would rather store it and sell it later. Never mind the people who might be hungry. Jesus criticizes this approach. He says that you could die at any moment. So what good Will all of our hard work of preserving the price of things bring us when we die? Nothing. Maybe we should concern ourselves about the quality and the preponderance of life at least as much as the quality and the preponderance of money. Did you know that you used to be able to go to the gas station and fill up your tires for free? And now they charge money, I think $1.50. Do you know why that is? It's inflation. Thank you, thank you very much. So, if you've been watching the news, you know that the government wants to deal with inflation, which is a very real thing, by raising interest rates. They want to give an incentive for people to save 
and a disincentive for people to borrow money. This is just like our parable this morning. The grain grower saved the grain. Too much grain in the market drops the price of grain, just like too much money in the market drops the value or the price of money. What would Jesus do to address inflation? Well, what did he say in the parable? He would admonish us to beware of greed. He would warn us to not be fools, to not focus on preserving the worth of an artificial instrument like money, but instead to pray to have enough bread for each day and to pray that God's kingdom of peace and justice would come here on earth. You can't take it with you, but you can shape your legacy. Tradition holds that King Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes. He lacked nothing in terms of wealth and power. Solomon surveyed all that he had, a, a huge nation, and he concludes that it's all meaningless, that working and toiling for wealth, power, and security is like chasing after the wind. No matter how much you get, it won't be enough. And when you die, you can't control what others do with it anyway. The despair and cynicism that Solomon feels isn't all bad. Reflecting on life's brevity can open the possibility of faith. You can see that life is a precious gift of grace. And you can serve your neighbor in love with the time and resources that you have. One way that we can practice our faith, serve our neighbor, and keep greed in check is through stewardship. Faithfully giving away a portion of our income, perhaps 10% if you're able, is a way of trusting in God's grace. This applies not to just us as individuals, but to institutions like the church. We as a church body need to be generous too. A couple of weeks ago during Sunday school, one of the very young children innocently asked me, Pastor, what does God do with all the money that we collect in the offering? I said, well, we as a church decide what to do with the money. Most of it is used to pay the salaries of me and the rest of the staff, to pay the bills, like lights, electricity, gas, and then some of the money we give away. And that is how we give the money to God. I want you to know that Sherry and I strive to practice what we preach. Currently, we give 10% of my gross cash income as an offering. That does not include the housing or what Sherry earns. Um, but we give 10% of my salary. We have also written Grace Lutheran Church into our last will and testament as a beneficiary because you can't take it with you. I would like to see us as a congregation move toward tithing as well. It's important for us to support the work of the synod, the bishop, and the wider church and its ministries. 
There are many, there may be no better time in history to be generous than right now. Did you know that economy is a biblical word? It means managing the house or managing God's house, as the case may be. What if people of means voluntarily reduced our demand and shared it with those in need? The true currency of any economy is trust. And trust is created when we sacrificially give and help one another in times of need. So have faith and be generous. Amen. We sing our hymn of the day. You may stand as you are able. Be thou my vision. <laughs>